0: Ladies and gentlemen, my famous line, another Tuesday, another pod. We are back. Hopefully the mic's working. Um, we got Jack and Alec on the call today with me virtually as we break down the Preds versus Wildcats series thriller. It was a thriller. Am I wrong? Oh, it was a great guess, series. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good word for it, I think. Definitely, was a Definitely a thriller. Definitely a banger from the defensive plays to the pitching performances to the nukes uh, to the late game drama. It had it all. truly did. And of course, it was raining. So... Good one to talk about. Break it down. We got into some other stuff too. What did we get to talk about: Vermont merch, bumper stickers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we covered it all. We covered it all. Good episode today, and I uh, hope you all enjoy it. So this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up Podcast, the official podcast of MLW UFO ball. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you can hear me through this microphone this week. <laughs> fingers crossed. And uh yeah, it's been a it's been a fun week trying to figure that out, but haven't even figured it all the way out yet, not that you guys care or anything, but I found a workaround, I think. So without further ado, let's get into the pod. We got Jack Agner joining us virtually, of course, as always. Give the subject to the people, Jack. Howdy, how you doing? Doing great, Tom doing great. Doing good. I miss you this weekend, man. Would have been nice to have you out there in Vermont with me.
1: Yeah. It looked My like a great time. Uh, looks like we, we battled some weather, uh, which is pretty standard for, <laughs> standard for an MLW event.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, this dude, last year we didn't battle any weather. This year has been nothing but weather problems. I guess it's the the highs and lows of the MLW, uh, seasons and whatnot, but yeah, it's been a wet year, but once again, we got it all in thankfully. So, uh, no cancellations or anything like that, but Ward is no stranger to the rain. <laughs> no,
2: I, I I thrive in the rain, baby. That's my that's my environment.
1: Gives him a little extra like gel for his hair.
2: Yeah, it's just know? consistent I mean, it gel good. replenish.
0: Keeps that hair hydrated.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I swear the Preds are cursed. Uh, first of all, Ward, thanks for joining us. But yeah, yeah you guys absolutely. saw him again the Preds. Get rained down against the Cats. Some heavy rain at times. <laughs> like, it was yeah. loud. You could hear it hitting my umbrella uh, on top of the camera. Yeah. And it was it was loud at times. Uh, in particular, I remember, I think it was game two and Sailor came in for Pierce and it just started to pour on the poor kid after he warmed up. It was bad.
1: I feel like the yeah. Preds have a... They, they just have a knack for the rain for some reason. It might just be because uh, everybody thinks of the clip of Brennan Russell just chucking the bat he's probably he's done it multiple times where he just <laughs> chucks the bat in the rain through through his swing maybe that's just what stuck in my mind but I know our series this year when we played you guys it was rainy and then yeah. I turned turned this video on and I'm like man they're just they're just battling this year they're they're getting yeah they're thriving in the muck you got to thrive in the muck
2: yeah, well, well, the thing is, back then we didn't have voot grips, so now we got Voo grips <laughs> and there's no more sliding when we're, Good when plug. we're playing in the rain. Good plug. It's That's A1. Got a plug.
0: Excellent plug. I actually just got a text from RJ Vukovic himself uh, talking about ordering more grips. So we're going to have uh, more team grips available on the MLW merch site very soon, a couple of weeks, he said, hopefully. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, voot grips saved us once again on the rainy day. Um, you talked about thriving in the rain, Alec, but before you guys were thriving in the rain, I wanted to rewind a little bit to after the Philly series before this series and just talk about uh sort of the negative energy that was going on within the Preds clubhouse internally because I kind of uh, alluded to that in the pregame interview with Ryan. He's like, "Oh, it's just grown men who want to win," which is totally true. I liked how he worded that. But uh what was really going down? What was the communication like after the Philly series and before this one?
2: Uh great question. Um they're so we're all pretty mature. Uh, the Preds is a, the Preds have a pretty old squad, so we're all pretty mature. We've been in the game for a while and being negative really wasn't going to d- d- doesn't do anything. Um, we recognize the position we were in though. So that was, ba- that was the biggest thing. We recognize the position we're in. Okay. We have to win now. Um, you know, we got to do everything we can to, to warrant that whether it's just, I don't know, getting, getting out there to practice a little bit, but I think the biggest thing for, for us was, um, was having, being in the right mind space, um, I guess after the Philly series. So it was negative. Yeah. Because we were just, now we were, we're in a tough position. So, um, but it it wasn't, there was never a sh- a moment where we were like, it's done now or, you know, like scrap the season or something like that. There was never a moment (laughs) where it was, although it did feel like that. We knew that, you know, you gotta, you gotta move forward and, uh, keep the head up and, and keep looking at the light. So that was, that was really what we were doing.
1: Yeah. It seems like, uh, you were able to definitely shift your mindset going into this series. How did you, well, first of all, I guess, you know, was there anything you kind of said to your team, uh, before
2: that series? Uh, just energy boys. We need the and I was like I'll supply the energy, Russell. You can help me. Russell always does a good job supplying energy. But we just needed we just need to have the energy up, have fun, joke around a little bit back there. Um, You know that was basically just the the common stuff. Keep try to keep it light. You know, let's just try to have fun out there. It's you always play best when you have fun. It's difficult to balance the having fun aspect with uh the some some the pressure that you can feel sometimes um and that's a kind of new i've never felt pressure um playing wiffle ball this year a little bit of pressure um so that was a sort of a new thing to deal with just cuz i don't know the league's getting bigger and on the off season yeah, we had the rover video uh, a bunch of stuff going on that really like felt like it put more pressure on on the team but yeah just stay loose have fun um you know let's let's just play wiffle ball you know don't think too much about it
1: you 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 kind of mentioned having that that pressure or feeling that pressure this year how did you feel as a player and you know as a manager going into this series kind of knowing the situation you know knowing your backs are against the wall against a really you know veteran wildcats Mm -hmm. team how did you feel
2: I, f- I felt good just con- trying to put on the confidence was was the biggest thing you know like at that point there really wasn't much confidence left so it was we're just trying Sometimes to... times
1: you got to fake it till you make it. Right
2: you just, you got to derive it from somewhere so mm-hmm. just saying I'm, I remember crash being like uh I want Water to get some some warm ups and I was like ah, I'm going to crush it regardless so I don't even need the warm up like that's <laughs> The over exaggeration that I was doing to give myself confidence, although I didn't play particularly that well, that still bleeds into my boys that are playing with me. You know, that bleeds in with Crash, that bleeds into to Russell. Rudy had a great series that bled into him. I was really focusing on Rudy a lot to get him confident and trying to believe in him a lot. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely high pressure situation but i was diffusing it in my in my mind i was diffusing it just trying to give us confidence from somewhere yeah fake they could see, even though we didn't really have anywhere to be confident or be there was nothing to back us up per this season to give us confidence is just like we know what we're capable of it's not physically impossible for us to be good obviously we could be the best team out there it's just a matter of of how our minds are and how we're feeling so if we're feeling good we'll play good so we got to make ourselves feel good. Even if we're not particularly that day, we got to make ourselves feel good. So that's, that's what we were doing.
0: It's the mental part of the game, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Well, it's good to hear that. And I, it, uh, I guess it makes sense now in hindsight, but I, uh, I'll be honest, Alec, like, I didn't really have too high of hopes for the predators at the meadows that particular day, just because like I said, I heard some rumors about the inner turmoil, about everybody being upset about the way the Philadelphia thing went and just being two and seven, I've been there. It's not fun. It's never where you want to be. And it's easy to let the spirits get low. As well as with the forecast, I think I'll call out Russell in particular. I think he was just so overplaying in the rain yeah. that when he saw the forecast like two or three days prior to guys' the series, he's like, dude, we're not doing this again. I'm like, bro, <laughs> yeah. come on, Russell. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, we have to. We literally we have to. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't have it. Like, I even looked around a little bit at like indoor spaces and whatnot just, just to entertain it for Russell's and sanity, I guess. But yeah, yeah. There's nothing that was gonna run us sub a thousand dollars probably for the evening. So, anyways, no shot. He goes out there and he plays. You guys win, and afterwards he's like leaving and saying goodbye. And I'm like, Russell, you had fun tonight. I know you did. And He's like, you know what? You're right. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did. yeah, it's fun when you win, isn't it? It's just, yeah. I think he was just associating the rain. And the bad what season, else? kind of all and yeah, all morphing into one. So he's like, "I'm yeah. done with this, man. I'm not. I'm not playing in the rain." Yeah, like, yes, you are, buddy. Come on, you can do this. <laughs> I had so to talk funny. him off the ledge a little bit.
2: Yeah, but in in terms of the you you mentioned the inner turmoil. Yeah, I I did get angry with them a few a little bit. I overreacted, I think, but I got angry with the behavior that. I got angry at Russell that he walked off. he he hit the the ball and walked and then got robbed and you just like a chump. So I was I got <laughs> angry at him. Not a, like a chump, but I was just I did not like to see that. Um I was I you know ideally I would like just to see everyone hustle to first, you know, regardless yeah, it's like, okay, it, gotta Russell's got to hustle. Russell Russell's got to hustle. Russell um, got to hustle. So I got I got angry with him at that and pretty much everyone. I felt that um, some of we, uh, and maybe this was just me. I felt like, you know, maybe we've, we've felt that we deserved something, or maybe there was a sense of entitlement that was going around that I did not like. And again, that might not have been going around the entire, that might've just been a me problem thinking that there was an issue going on when there wasn't, but I got angry about that. Um, but of course you have a five minute discussion with the boys and then it all goes away. So it's- so.
1: So if you don't mind me asking, what was the response from from Brennan when you told <laughs> he, him not to pimp his home runs? So grab your said,
2: popcorn, boys.
0: It's sure to be good.
2: He, he said uh, he was like, it wouldn't have made a difference, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, I get that. But it's just the idea of um, thinking that it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was sort of where I was like, yeah, I guess maybe I'm just freaking out because I'm upset that we're 2-7 and seven now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to find a spot. I I was trying to look for where's this coming from? Where's this performance coming from? Why are we playing so bad? And if it's, again, if it's, we're all athletic dudes, so we should be able to be good. On Mm -hmm. paper, we should be, we should be able to be, to be good. So there must be something, either an attitude or something going on in the, in the mental state of that's what's wrong. So I was trying to find if there was an issue. And I guess I saw that and I and maybe I was just angry because of the situation we were in and I was like, Come on, boys, we gotta we gotta get better. But yeah, he was like, dude, you're you're freaking out a little bit, I think. Um
1: I think but, the uh you know. Yeah, sorry. I think no, you're good. I think the response that that I heard through the grapevine was <laughs> If I think it's gone, I'm going to pimp it, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that's,
0: that is what he said. That is, that is what he said. Hey, well, yeah, I, oh, I thought that I was, was like, so funny.
2: Okay, but it's just, you're going to, if it's not gone, then you can just look like a <laughs> then fool. Then you just then, pimped you know? it and it's not. Yeah, so it's like, and you know, I don't know. I don't want to look like that, so it's, if you don't mind, then I guess that's fine, but I just want us hustling, I guess, is the only thing I want us
0: hustling.
2: So. Hey, I'm, oh, I'm just
0: doing my job here on this microphone, and I got to say, if you're playing on a 65 foot fence and you're going to pimp a ball that doesn't go over that's a little bit embarrassing. I just got to call it <laughs> out, it was, man. <laughs> it was a small field. So you're going to be pimping a ball that was hit with a bit of routine flyout at the Meadows. It's a little bit bold. Just just had to say that.
1: I actually feel like like a lot of the clips back in the day cuz I haven't had very any this year, but back in the day it, when I was hitting home runs, you I would like almost take off like way like way quicker than I needed to. You know what I mean? Like the opposite. Like I was just like ready to go almost yeah. to the point where you've seen it this year where like I get a hit and then I miss first base. Cause I'm just like so <laughs> excited to be running around
0: missing bases is classic. I feel like it's very common, which is, I don't know. It's very common amongst the non baseball players. I feel like the athletes that are just used to running around the field. We were in Vermont this weekend playing in the Vermont summer classic alongside our series. And uh, I think Brendan Schultz was on second. Yeah. He scored from second base all the way home. And the guy just totally whiffed third. And so he sits down next to me, and I'm like, dude, you definitely didn't touch her. He goes, yep, yeah, I know. Don't say anything. No one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody noticed that the run counted, but I just found it funny. Um, yeah. That was, but that's a classic, classic Agner move. Yeah. Well, wow.
2: I, I don't know what it is about that. It might be like, like your depth perception to how close the bases are but i think it's maybe just forgetting that you got to touch bases yeah because the people that they don't play baseball they don't have that peace of mind maybe although Mm -hmm. i've been playing wiffle ball for i don't know 12 years now (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not
1: that i think it's it's not it's not that i don't know i have to touch the base it's that i'm like looking up yeah. And, and anticipating already going to the next, it's like, it's like in football, it's like, you got to catch it before you run. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same idea where I'm already looking at second base and I'm not even really paying attention to where my feet are at to touch first base. And then, and then you miss it. That's what happens.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I made a, I made a, a pretty bad base running blunder. And you guys had was a
1: couple of them, crash as well. It
2: was because we just haven't really been on base that much, like in terms of hitting. <laughs> like I haven't hit and gotten the chance to round, or I haven't like gotten a single and made it, and maybe was looking not that many times this year. So I just got a little, little antsy there. So and I yeah. think we all sort of got antsy just because. I think yeah. I heard
0: you say like, "Boys, I thought we were going like you, you thought we were just doing the carousel." I thought pred- we were going too, craziness. But-
2: that rudy stayed because he's just got discipline and he knows what's going on <laughs> he's, a, he's a baseball player he knows, he knows it would have been ridiculous on. to run yeah yes. i don't know if he could have made it i thought maybe i was like oh he's he can make that or something i don't know but it was just <laughs> it, not it, never didn't, thought
0: of it didn't end up costing you thankfully um speaking of rudy i wanted to ask you too just how great it was to to witness rudy with a Highly productive day, put a lot of balls in play, had a clutch hit there in game two to tie it with two outs, almost had his first mm-hmm. career home run. Uh, how great was that as a manager?
2: It was awesome just because I feel like I've been texting him on the side a lot over the past few years saying, like, I still think you're going to be good. I still think you have it. I still think you have it. Like, don't get discouraged. You just need to see pitches. You know, the fans are eating them alive. <laughs> um, which they eat everyone alive. So it's whatever they're, they're, they're knee jerkers, but they're ruthless. Um, yeah, they're, they, they knee jerk, but yeah. So I was just believing in him and giving him, you know, trying to give him confidence and trying to say, dude, you're going to get it. You're like the most athletic dude out here. You're going to get it. You just have to see some more pitches. You just have to see some stuff and he's taking it more seriously now. Now he like, uh, he does a lot of. And he, you know, He's thinking. He's like, "Do you like? Is, what if this situation happens, or if this happens, do you want me to do this or that?" And that's like, "Ah, oh, good question. Like, this is usually the best thing to do, or something." Um, good
1: question. Talk to my co-manager. Yeah, talk to my co-manager. That's, he's the that's a day-to-day guy. issue, not a
0: big-picture issue. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the <a> day-to-day. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, it was good just to see that belief because I just I believed in him. I I, I really felt like he was gonna he he could turn out to be really good. So it was it was nice to see that perseverance in believing in him start at least, you know, he played well. So it was like, okay, so it's, it's, uh, you know, he's coming, he's coming around a little bit. So it was nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say like, he's for sure turned the corner or whatever after just one good series. But I think, like you said, the taking it serious thing or just getting, having more quality at bats, I think can go a long way for him because he wasn't really a regular in the lineup in previous years. Um, you know, he's always been a busy guy playing division one baseball and working. Now he's playing pro baseball, so it's still kind of um to be determined like how many series he can make moving forward. I know it's tricky and I know you guys would love to have him after that performance, but it's just sort of reality.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: But I think like you said, having him being there for multiple series in a row and with him being in the lineup for all three games and him actually like having an approach at the plate somewhat without just like going out there and just like doing what he can actually like really taking each pitch seriously, I think, uh, contributes a lot. And he's such a good athlete that it yeah. really did seem like a matter of time before he had a day like he did, you know?
1: No, I, I totally agree. Like his, his athleticism and just obviously his baseball skill, like the kid has hand eye coordination, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he, any sport, like he could probably pick up and put enough time into it and be pretty good at it. And, uh, It's just like a, it's just a rep game. You know what I mean? You just got to get those reps. So I agree with what you said there, Tom. It seemed like it was only a matter of time. Kudos to you, Alec, for, you know, always like continue to encourage him and not give up on him. And when, when the fans are ruthlessly slaughtering him in the comments, you know, you were still in his (laughs) corner. So, um, that's always manager to manager. That was, uh, that's good to see. Thank you. you.
0: What, what are Rudy's for the fans that don't know, what are Rudy's, uh, accolades at the surface at least as an athlete so in high school in baseball i can speak on um he made varsity at sophomore as a sophomore at brighton which is kind of a big deal and he was a starter played right field for us for three years and he also pitched in high school it was our number two arm behind a division one arm that pitched in the sec um, but rudy was still throwing mid to high 80s movement control all that kind of stuff so that was his baseball side of things and then what was he doing on the football field
1: he was crushing it. He was like, uh, I, I think we played with him for only one year, maybe Alec. Yeah. Um. You know, he was running back for us, like freak athlete, freak athlete.
0: Plus he kicked too, right?
2: He kicked. He, he kicked. Yeah. Was like a slot and then a, a wide out. And um, he was all state and he was a kick returner. So
0: <laughs> yeah, he just, he, he just he, did, he did everything. everything. He just did everything.
2: Yeah. He was just good at everything. Oh, and he was a safety. Yeah. So it was just like, you can have him out there for anything. You know, he's kicking the ball. He's, he's returning the ball. He's, defending. I think he punted too. Yeah. And he pun he, he did everything. So he's just that kind of kid where he's just like, you know, natural athlete.
0: Yeah. <laughs> g- tremendous athlete. He's arguably the most athletic player in MLW. Once again, he is a professional athlete. Technically he's playing in an independent pro ball, uh, baseball league. It's called the, uh, us PBL. You guys can Google that. I think the team he's on is called the Beavers. So, <laughs> shout yeah. out to the Beavers. <laughs> nice. Good luck to those guys. We'll have but, to do uh, a
1: uh, we'll have to do a, a partnership game with them sometime. Really I cool. know. Where are they? I know. Where are the Beavers out of?
0: Uh, so this league I think has four or five teams, and they're all all the teams very very much like MLW, Jack. They all play at the same home field. They share one stadium. It's pretty funny. Oh actually, wow. how similar that is the two funny. That is that's, cool. so it's that's pretty it's uh. Cool. It's in, uh, it's kind of in Metro Detroit. I think it's in Utica, Michigan. Yeah, I say. Utica, Utica. Right on. I have not caught a game yet. I'd love to come see Rudy play at some point, but we've been pretty busy, as you guys know, on the road a lot. So uh, good luck to him the rest of his baseball season. And hopefully with football, he's out there and uh, helping the Preds make the postseason. He was a
1: bright spot for you guys, uh, as well as obviously Ryan crashed once yeah. again, uh, being a bright spot for you guys. We'll get to his home run later. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, ask about his pitching. Like, again, we've talked about the Wildcats and just how hard of a lineup it is to get through. Um, And just all day, it seemed like he was having his way with them other than maybe one inning in, in the second game. uh, With you being like, you know, actually in his corner, like a teammate of his, what do you think makes him so difficult to to get around to and to hit?
2: He has, he has like three different arsenals, two different arsenals that he can pull out. Um, if he's on, he can, and and Nick Saylor mentioned this last year when we played them, um, he will pitch game one and he'll maybe be maining like an overhand slider an overhand screw drop or something, maybe a riser, a knuckleball, and then the next game, he'll throw like an underhand screw, like an underhand screw ball, an underhand slurve, an underhand uh slider. So he'll have he has like he has like two different arsenals that he threw that he has the capability of of pulling out. So you it's can give you the illusion that you're facing two separate pitchers in one guy. So he has so many different pitches and he can still mix them up, you know, but he'll come at you with, with multiple different pitching styles. And then you'll maybe they'll start to hit him like game one. And then he'll just completely change everything. And now he's maining everything from, you know, a lower, a a lower release point. So um, that's really what he's good at. But for the most part, in terms of pitching, I really just stay away. I I don't even tell, I don't even, I don't tell him how to do anything and when it comes to pitching, um, he, he, that's like, he's miles ahead of me with that. So I, I don't even tell him really anything with pitching.
1: Was it your plan coming into the series to throw him the first two games or was that a decision that was made based on, you know, the outcome of game one or just like how the series was going
2: based on the outcome of game one, we, we needed two games. So game one went pretty, was pretty, well, it was, wasn't pretty smooth, but he (laughs) felt good after game one. Um, In terms of pitching, he felt good after game one. And I was like, I want you to go again. And he's like, yes, uh, yeah, I'm going. And I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. So yeah, sort of uh, depending on, on, on how it went. And I mean, Steve even, even pitched pretty good. He, he got into a jam at the end, but he was, I thought he was pitching better. It was the best, the best game he's had all year.
0: Yeah,
1: he, he was doing well through the first two innings. Got a little squirrely there at the it end. He did, yeah. It did. Literally, sure. he, he
0: just needed one more out. Yeah. He was one, one out, out short out. and all of a sudden lost it. I was like, oh boy. Was that a product
1: you think of just like the conditions and like the ball? Because we also saw Pearson in, uh, was that game two, where he also kind of, he just started like spiking balls. Like it was like he couldn't find the zone.
2: You know, it could have had a factor, but I really think it's it's mostly mental. And really? he, you're in that, and you're like, "Oh my god, all the pieces are loaded." Oh my god, I walked in a run. Oh gosh. And then with Pearson, we were actively trying to make it harder for him. So there's a, a few times where I was I was lining up in, in the, at the top of the box, and then he I winds know, up I and I saw you shift do that. Back. Right? So I, we were, cause he was starting to lose it a little bit. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make it harder for him and I'm going to move around a and then see if that makes it even harder for him. So I was like starting up and then starting back just to play the mental game on him. I think it's mostly mental.
0: Yeah. Jack, are you familiar with the term, the yips?
1: I am. I am. I don't
0: know if that's a lacrosse thing (laughs) too, but definitely used in baseball a lot. Just like a mental block where all of a sudden it's like, you can't throw the ball. Yeah. Like, I, I would say maybe that happened to me when I started to stop pitching. Um, I think, yeah, it's a case where, like, you walk one or two guys and all of a sudden you're so in your head, like, okay, I got to throw a strike, that all of a sudden now, like, you start thinking about your mechanics, you're thinking about your aim in the ball instead of just throwing it and trusting your, your body and your muscle memory. I think, honestly, like Alex said, the conditions were not ideal either, and it, I'm sure it didn't help them try to find the zone when they before they got to the mental side of things. That may have led to the initial unravel, But then, as the inning continues and more and more batters are walked, I think a lot of it is mental for sure. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Makes sense.
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I,
0: uh To comment on Cratch, yeah, I was back there behind the camera, of course. And, you know, humbly speaking, I, I wasn't that... It's easy to say because I played well, but in Philly, I hadn't hit off Ryan in two years, right? I hadn't played against him since 2021 up until this season. And in Philly, when I saw the ball really well and hit really well, I was like, man, I'm, I, was, like, I was just... Uh, I guess you could even say I was like disappointed that he didn't throw better just for his own sake, you know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like I feel like his stuff just wasn't moving that much. He was kind of putting on a platter for me. Like he gave me very favorable pitches to hit. Like a slider just didn't move that much that I hammered over the scoreboard and his two seamer wasn't tailing in all that much, but when I was back there watching him pitch against the Cats, man, it was nasty and I can see why he won the MVP and why he's in the Cy Young conversation last year and again this year just um it was it was disgusting. So I think Philly may have just been an off day for him, whether it was because of the ball or the nerves or something. Mechanics, it just didn't seem like he was totally himself compared to the picture that I saw out there from behind the camera. Now, maybe it also just looks nastier from where I was standing versus in the batter's box, but I uh, I wasn't blaming the Wildcats for striking out as much as they did because Ryan's stuff was crazy. He was changing arm slots and deliveries. We saw a no-look strikeout. That we haven't, I haven't seen that in seven years in this league, like back yeah. when the Seahawks were in the league and people were doing that to them. So he was just on another level out there, and he hit super good too. I mean, he's put himself right back in that like MVP caliber type numbers again, in my opinion. His average is insane. His power numbers are great. He's throwing well. It's just he's a good whiffler, man. I don't know what else to say.
1: I mean, that home run had to be the farthest hit ball at the Meadows no, like no. ever.
0: You know, I was watching it back. Of course, I said that, and everyone was excited to see the footage. And after it had happened, because I was telling people, like, yo, you guys thought Dallas's was far a couple weeks ago, or you thought mine was far in Philly, wait till you see Ryan's. Because Ryan's, I swear, just, like, left the bat and never, like, it looked like it was anti-gravity. It just kept going until it hit the trees. Um, Part of the reason I think it looked, not discrediting him at all, but part of the reason I think it looked like it was so far is because we don't have many lefties in this league. I think actively we have Warda, Flynn, Reese Harris, and Zerlag, that might be it. Me and the Derby. Yeah. Jack and the Derby. No, there is one more though. I'm forgetting who though. I just had it. Zach Whalen.
1: I don't know if you said Whalen.
0: That. There's one more I thought two though. Whatever. There's not many lefties. So most home runs we Ford, see Ford,
1: Austin Ford we saw in this series. Ford. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a
0: few. Whatever. There's more righties than lefties, is my point. Definitely. And most home runs that we see hit a long ways are righties pulling the ball or lefties pulling the ball. But like none of the lefties that I just named, in my opinion, no offense, Alec, are like hitting balls. Deep, consistently. No, they're I mean? not
2: crushing it like that.
0: No. Chadwick's another one. That was what I was trying to think Chadwick, of. Chadwick, yeah. But, so anyways, I've we've seen balls get into that tree line on the left side of things. Grant was flirting with that this year. Dallas put one into the trees over there. We see it in the derby all the time. But never, in my memory, in a home run derby or in a game, have I seen a ball hit those trees in right field. Never. We've been there since 2018, and I don't think I've ever seen that. So that's why I was just like in shock behind the camera because i saw it leave the bat and i was like oh that's a bomb and then i'm watching the ball go and i see where it hits the trees i'm like did that just happen like that ball (laughs) was launched it was unbelievable and and i don't it didn't uh from my perspective i didn't look like it was hit that hard to be honest but watching it back the ball was smoked like it got over that gopro in right field from that gopro angle it was over that in an instant but yeah it was uh in my opinion, undoubtedly, the farthest hit ball to right field. I don't know about farthest ball ever, for sure, in the conversation. But he just smoked it. And it was funny, and I didn't realize this in the moment, of course, because I didn't hear him on the mic up, but how he was like, the Preds are back, and then his next at bat. He <laughs> smokes it. It's a yeah. ball to the, the next county over. It was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: but That was awesome. I mean, the Cats had a had a uh, top 10 play of their own, too, with Kyle robbing Yeah, robbing this series had it all.
2: Yeah, it was a crazy series. I was upset. I was well. I you can see me in the video. I'm, so I was sad that Rudy couldn't get his home run because I that would, that his would first have, career that would have lit us up. Oh my! <laughs> you, we were already lit up because you know we were just trying to be really really catalytic with the energy. If Rudy would have hit that would have hit a home run, that would have yeah lit us up to a, a whole, whole nother degree. We, we would have been go, freaking out, but there's those plays like i was clapping on you can see me in the video like after he makes the catch i I was like okay like that's good stuff that's that's really good stuff for for the video and it's just awesome to see things like that happen like regardless if it's against you it's just you know it's cool it's it's always fun to see things like that especially how it was he fell over the fence and, and right in front of that fan so you know it was it was cool
0: yeah, definitely a candidate for play of the year. I was trying to think back. I mean, that one's up there.
2: It's that could really be number
0: good. one. I mean, Kyle it's already f- had a diving catch catch against the Magic. I was trying to think of other plays that have been made that were phenomenal, but that one's got to be up there for number one. I think that, I think that was Preston's was good, but Preston was also like camped and then timed that jump to like rob the home run, whereas Get Schultz out. kind of went like that's a sketchy play. He maybe. turned his kind of went yeah. full speed at the wall. And then made the catch as he was on the move still. It was that was a tricky play. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive to say the least. I uh wanted to ask you, Alec, too. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I have a lot of questions I wanted to get through in today's interview. Um talked about McGlade and the mental aspect of not being able to find the strike zone. Same with Pearson, but because the president don't have that deep of a pitching staff, you know, it's Crash and McGlade, and that's pretty much the the uh the essence of it. When you're out there and Russell's out there in the field and he can't find the zone and it's quiet and you guys just need one more out, is there any like, oh gosh, like should one of us two go in? Because Ryan's innings were exhausted at that point. He didn't have any eligibility left. Or were you guys just praying that McGlade could find it?
2: I'm praying that he could find it. (laughs) I mean, there's like, it's, I mean, maybe I, yeah, like maybe thinking about that a little bit, like I think maybe I could, I could get through, like I'm probably capable of getting through a game like i'm physically capable that's what i always say i'm always like i'm physically capable of it so why wouldn't i practice to get there consistently so Mm -hmm. i was i was we were thinking that but no that's it's again the belief i'm like no i believe he can do it like I, i i i believe he can do it so and i'm i guess like hoping that there's something that can Translate my belief into like <laughs> performance or something like I don't know a little superstitious like that. It's like oh, I really believe. So come on, see let's get a strike out here or pop up or something. Get get it to me. I'll I'll try to make the play. Even though I, I had a few a few blunders out there too, um, dropping balls. But yeah, again, or at least just get it in pl- or yeah, get it in play or something so we can make try to make a a defensive play. And, and I, that's what I was telling him. I was like, I was just like, if it goes in play, we got your back. We got your back back here. Mm-hmm. We got your back. Don't be scared. If it goes in play, we'll make the play. Don't worry. You know, telling him it's his game. It's your game. It's this is yours. Just, take it. This is your game. Take it. <laughs> take things it. like that. That's what I was saying. I was like, you're the man. You're the man. Too. Come on two. take it. This one's yours. Take it, take it. So
1: pop it, twist yeah. it.
2: But also just trying try to try to give him some safety that it's like, if it goes in play, we got your back. So don't worry. If, if you just get it on the zone. You know, that play. last
0: play was a little dicey. Um, it, was. So it was a ground ball to McLeod, I think. And you were covering first. The throw was sort of up the line a little bit. So, <laughs> Sailor, I, I was watching it back. I played nice it a couple guy, times Sailor. and I was thinking, yeah. Nice I guy, guess Taylor. that would have been a that would have been a review nightmare amongst me and probably Mr. Schultz trying to talk it over and see what happened if like he did go full speed at you. I don't, I'm I'm not sure he would have beat the throw regardless if the throw uh, wasn't up the line, but he did like slow himself down in that final step to try to avoid contact. And uh, so, so kind what of a, would be the ruling ending. there? That's what I was what? Just trying to think over. I don't really know. Like
1: if if Alec catches that ball, but then Sailor like lays him out. But like, doesn't get hit by the ball and Alex off the bag? Is he safe? Yeah,
2: he right? I mean, it's a it's Unless a very it's it. a
0: very uncommon play. Yeah, um, obviously. So I'd really have to look at the ML. What we probably would have done was looked at the MLB ruling on that and then translated that over to us. Um, but yeah, throws up the line like that. If, I know if they hit a, if they hit the runner going to first and like he's given the base, he's not out because of a peg in baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we didn't have that situation here. Um, so I don't know. I, I would like to think that the runner would be given the bag. You know, that's what
2: I figured would have happened. He would have been Hold given ahead. the bag, um, mm. unless I tagged him.
1: Just know if we if we ever see each other again, honestly, this season okay. or in future seasons, and that situation ever arises, I'm gonna I'm gonna take every opportunity to try to
0: level you.
2: <laughs> just like <laughs> just like senior year, huh?
0: <laughs> you got to think back too, because the rules have also changed. Because back in the Back in the glory days, man, of my my childhood years, thinking two thousand and three to two thousand ten, which is like the peak of my baseball fandom, you'd have catchers just getting plowed at home plate. Like it was a thing where a catcher could stand in front of the plate and then catch it right there. Whereas now there's some sort of rule in place to where you can't move over to block the plate until you have possession of the ball, if that makes sense. So I don't know how the MLB But you also can't
1: you also can't like truck the catcher as like a as a runner, I think,
0: right? So, uh, yeah, you can't intentionally. I don't think uh, you can't intentionally try to make contact to, to jar the ball rules Ball yeah. loose, essentially. I don't know exactly what the rule is. I should, and I definitely did when the rule changed ten years ago. But yeah, there's a rule in place now to where yeah, the catcher can't just like be blocking the plate and waiting for the ball. Now you see all catchers positioned in front of home plate, and then they drop down with the tag once they have the ball in their hands. So it was a player safety thing. Did but, you see uh, that
1: clip of that? I think it was a Yankees player. That was straight up like jogging into home and got tagged out, like just like no effort whatsoever. I think he was. you, do you know Kirsten. what I'm talking about? I did. Th- yeah. I
0: did see that. Yes. What people was were, that? What was I he saw, doing? Well, I saw both sides of it. You see that a lot in baseball, Jack. To be honest, I mean these guys are a little bit older, I guess, but you'd never see that in football. And players are old there too sometimes. But um, people were bashing him, saying it's pathetic the amount of effort people put in and whatever, whatever. And then he also had people supporting him saying, well, if he went full speed, he'd be back on the IL again. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but like like I said, that's pretty common like, in baseball. I feel like I see that a lot of guys just not going as fast as they could.
1: I don't know. Maybe it was just, it was you know, it, it looked worse than it was in real time. But I feel like that's one where it's like, like he was going so slow. He almost could have just went back to third. <laughs> like that's how, like he was just <laughs> He was going. If he made up his mind, like I'm not going full speed into here, and he saw the guy throw it, like I don't know. It maybe well, just look. People bad. were
0: also calling for the third base coach. Like, why was he sent if he can't run 100? percent? Oh, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean true. Yeah, so true, I saw yeah. I saw three types of true, comments: true. support for <laughs> support for Stanton. I saw people bashing Stanton for it, and I saw people bashing the third base coach for it. So yeah. I saw you a variety of different things. Can't please anyone in this. Once one. again, I'm, I'm glad it didn't. Ha- I'm glad back to the MLW side of things. I'm glad we didn't have more controversy there. Um, but something that maybe Kyle and I should l- take a look at and discuss prior to the postseason beginning because there's things like that. It's just like your worst-case scenario for a, a game to – like a really, really important yeah. game to end in a way where there was some controversy involved. It's totally part of sports. You see it every year in big games in the NFL, the MLB, whatever it may be, but it's always nice to avoid those types of things and have a clear winner decided uh, fair and square rather than controversy on one end or the other.
1: Definitely, uh, Definitely check it before – Uh, Preds magic if that if there's another one in 2023 or obviously in 2024 (laughs) because that'll come into play but um Alec obviously with the sweep here you guys you know dug yourself somewhat out of the hole that you had had dug um but how how have your guys you know as the Preds how have your guys' goals changed after this series moving forward
2: uh they really haven't the goal is always to always to win, you know? That's always the that's that's always the goal. So we were and that got short-sighted a little bit after the after the Philly series because we were like, okay, next next series we need, I think
0: it was <laughs> I just thought something hilarious. Sorry, go ahead and th- finish. No,
2: you're good. I thought that we only needed one game to win against the cats, and then we needed to beat the Cobras. Am I wrong? I think you needed, so I, you, needed, you needed two, that I think.
0: Well, so so Did I think what to? the situation was, there, there was never a scenario where you could be eliminated in that series. There was always a chance based on your final yes. series against the Cobras. However, you would have, if you hadn't have won a game, I think it was just one, but if you hadn't have won one or two games in this series, you would have needed outside help. You would have been out of control of your own destiny, if that makes sense. You would have needed yeah. the Magic mm-hmm. to beat the Cobras a couple times in St. Louis for you to have a shot. So... With these wins, you're now in control of your own destiny, no matter what. And based on the results of this Magic and Cobra series, that'll determine how many wins you guys will need against the Cobras to clinch yourselves a spot in the playoffs. So you're alive and well. You control your own destiny. The reason I started laughing a moment ago, Alex, is because yeah, on the way home from Philly, I don't know if I ever talked about this. but Once again, Russell kind of being a negative Nancy. Um, he was going through it, and he was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, he's like, he's like, so what happens now for the Wildcat sweep us? He's like, do we still have a chance? And I was like, like I was trying to like do the math, do the math. And I'm thinking through it. And he's asking me more questions. And I'm like, Russell, eventually you got to win to make the playoffs. Like I don't know why you're <laughs> having these you scenarios of like if you guys <laughs> lose every game, how do you make the postseason? I'm like, you're not <laughs> gonna make the postseason if you just get swept in every series. So I'm, instead of asking that question, go out and win some games and then figure out your scenarios. <laughs> it was just funny the way he's like, well, what if the Wildcats sweep us? Then do we have a shot? And I'm like, uh, and he's <laughs> like, he's like, if they do sweep us, like how many wins will we need against the Cobras? And I'm like. Let's just win the games. How about yeah, that? Yeah, you need to win to make we, the playoffs. You can't if, just lose if, your way to a World Series ring here, buddy. If we,
1: <laughs> if we get swept, but we buy you chilies after. Yeah. Does yeah, that impact no, does that impact our standings?
2: No, yeah, that is yeah, that is that is Russell. It is so bumpy. Okay, well, it was a bumpy ride. But that was oh. really good. <laughs> <laughs> the van? <laughs> it, was really, it was a bumpy ride, but I mean we were all You guys were in the back. We were all hanging out, though, and Russell was just like, oh, it's so bumpy. Bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we stopped at the uh, the Rocky Steps, the Rocky Memorial in, in Philly, oh, yeah. it was like a five-minute stop, and Russell's like, God, I got to get home. And I'm like, dude, we yeah. got this. We'll be in and out in five minutes.
1: <laughs> so many stairs. He,
0: I, I think he stayed in the car. He didn't come out and enjoy the moment with me and Warren. He
2: was like, I'll oh, hold down the fort.
0: We were playing the Rocky music. We ran up the stairs. We did it. If you're there, you might as well do it. It might. Yeah, yeah, you wow. might as well. My, you're right there. Why. You're not going to go out and run those steps.
2: I don't know if I'll ever go to Philly again, especially after, like I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be here again, realistically. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: might as well do it, you know.
0: Might as well do it. Might as well run up the steps and play the Rocky music and give a nice. Eat the, cheese the top.
2: steak. Eat the cheesesteak. Yeah, play the, the, the cheese music. Steak. Run the steps. Do the pose and you're good. You know.
0: Mm hmm we travel a little bit, not a ton, but like you said, you never know. So we always try to hit the the touristy things while we're there. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. But a uh, good series for you guys. It was shocking. I was surprised. I didn't see it coming based on the texts I was seeing from Russell and what I was hearing and just the way you guys have been playing and what I saw in Philly. But you surprised me. You beat the cats. What is it about the Wildcats? Why do you guys have their number?
2: I don't know, man. They're such a good team to have a number for. That's the thing. I it's, I don't know. It's, and it's not like they even played bad. It's just, but I don't How know, is I it that
0: we swept or how is it that we beat you guys two out of three um, pretty handedly? And then the cats sweep us bad. And then you guys go out and sweep the cats. Just, this is a weird league.
2: I, I, I'm telling you, it's no prediction or no plausible trend is ever true. You know, like if something makes sense, it's not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. like that's always what happens. It's,
1: the trend, the transitive property in, in sports yeah. does not apply. It's, no. It's, it's, no, it doesn't. You're always getting yourself in trouble when you try to use that that <laughs> theorem. It doesn't work. Transitive doesn't property. Work.
2: That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it does,
0: doesn't work. <laughs> geometry, Ward. Geometry. I know, man. It's been a long time, but let's get into this week's comment of the week. This one's a funny one, a unique one. It comes from, uh, I'll give a shout out to the name this time. It's Paul Rubino, and he says, Having a top 10 play happen mere inches from you in person is the most surreal thing ever. And that's right. It was Paul Rubino yeah, out there. Cool. I'll pop up the picture right now um, that was standing there inches <laughs> away from Kyle when <laughs> yeah. Kyle made that catch who happened to be at the series. Yeah, he went, put yeah, his hands he goes, up. he puts um, his ones up and
2: he goes, yeah, oh my gosh.
0: I wanted to give him a shout out here too. Cause he's been a big fan for a while. I'd never met him. It was one of those moments, Warden, maybe you can relate to this from tournaments and stuff like that, but... Like, I see a fan at the Meadows and I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, thanks for coming so much. Like, really appreciate it. Enjoy the series. Don't be shy. Like, ask for pictures, autographs, whatever. And so I'm like, signing his, uh, wiffle ball or bat, whatever he had. And I was like, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm Paul. He's like, I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah, I DM you all the time. And I was like, oh, what's your last name? And he's like, Rubino. I was like, Paul Rubino? And I was like, and I dapped him up. I was like, what's up? Cause like, I do recognize the name from the messages. Yeah. I just never put the no, name yeah. to the face, if that makes sense. So it was cool to have him there to see that, and um, he was at the uh, MLW All-Star Day, I think, as well, because these were the All-Star Day, which was the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game, and then this series were played, I think, only two days apart or so, right? Mm-hmm. Two or three days apart. So, yeah, he got to experience all that, and it was cool. And uh, I was looking for a comment of the week, and I saw that message, and I was like, oh, it's Paul! <laughs> I decided to pull that one, so it's cool.
2: Gotta give Paul some, some cred.
0: Gotta give Paul some cred. It'd be interesting, Jack, off-season interview, maybe, get Paul on, or somebody who's been at the Meadows for a series to talk about, like, what it's like to watch a series start to finish at the meadows
1: i'd love to have a, a, a fan
0: that'd be pod. cool
2: that'd be cool you could yeah. also ask
0: someone that'd who's be been awesome. to a like out of state series with a lot of fans but that's a little bit different i feel like than just seeing us at the meadows in our element where it's really yeah. just us like pretty candid you know what i mean totally yeah.
1: i think that would be a really really exciting episode
0: i think so too so much freedom in the off season so much room for activities you know what i mean so much room for activities. how are you hanging in there water so you got your collared shirt on you're fresh off of yeah. work today yeah,
2: fresh out of work. Uh, every Monday we do we have a fancy sh- or not a fancy shirt, but a fun shirt day. I don't have many super fun shirts, um, but this is a cactus shirt. It's got cacti all over them. So usually I just wear a golf shirt and khakis. Tuck it in. You
1: should wear your wiffle ball jersey. That's a pretty fun shirt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Would that be allowed? <laughs> That's funny. Just no, slap a collar. Slap allowed. a collar on that. We'll get you a collared preds custom made shirt that yeah. would fly wouldn't it then if it was like a pride dress shirt oh
2: yeah that would be awesome what all black with just a a p yeah or a yellow shirt i want a yellow shirt i need to get an mlw golf shirt is what i need we we're, got the mlw golf work. polos
0: we could get team team golf polos could be a thing too there's so much once again no rules so much you could do yeah i want to get some more like uh mallard specific gear like Me something too. like like so well i guess it, it is cool though because like all of us rep the brand all of us rep MLW, which is kind of cool if you think about it like it's all I, of our i like the brand too I, I like repping the brand it's a very good community thing and it makes us feel like we're all just one family even though we're on separate teams but i do think like having you know a mallard's like hoodie to throw on when i'm at the airport instead of just my MLW hoodie would be cool stuff like that i think would be sick and maybe something to look out for in the in the near future
1: i have a question so who drove did anyone drive
0: out to Vermont this weekend? No players did. I explored it because it's just an expensive trip to be candid. So but no players, but parents? Parents, the Allen family, Mrs. Walker. Do we do we know it. what
1: kind of cars those people drive? Because I was driving on the Ohio Turnpike this okay. this weekend and I saw an MLW bumper sticker, like on the back windshield, like the logo MLW. What? So I was like, "That's either a diehard fan, and I'd have no idea where they got that sticker from, or it's like someone that I would probably know in that car."
2: I know that Allens do have that. Sorry to expose the car, but they do have. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't
1: say what kind of
0: car it was.
2: But... I right, but they they do have an MLW sticker on their back windshield.
0: Yeah, I mean, so they maybe live in, in Ohio. Them. I, I didn't i guess i've never been on the ohio turnpike i don't think that goes east i'm always usually going west on the ohio turnpike i was i w- was driving
1: west i was i was driving like you know back from northeast ohio and i was driving what day west. was this
0: uh yesterday yes they were probably heading back from vermont yeah heading west on the turnpike that's so funny that's, that you dude, saw that's that hilarious. hilarious if it that's was so a fan funny. that'd be cool too but I feel like the odds are probably it was the Allen's. That's so funny. I would have like probably freaked out if I saw that sticker. I'd be like, holy cow, that's an MOW sticker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My wife's like passed out in the passenger seat and I'm like, that's our logo.
2: Hey, <laughs> that's our logo. <laughs> Wake up.
0: Did, did you follow them for a while or no?
1: I mean, honestly, we're not you know, we're not admitting <laughs> to crimes. They were going a little faster than I was willing to go. So they they, they well, drove by they me pretty were, quickly.
0: Yeah, they were going the speed limit. You were going under the speed limit. That's and, exactly uh, what happened. Well, they happen. were also yeah. getting a lo- getting off of a long ride, so they're probably pretty eager to get home. That's why they were yeah. driving the speed limit around right the dot.
1: Understandable, for sure. Yeah.
0: And I think that same family is driving to New York this upcoming weekend, so they've been oh my really goodness. putting the miles on. Dallas was yeah. talking about that in the car, and I, I and I think it was like Blade or Landon, young kids. I was basically a dad of four this whole weekend, guys. I sent in the group chat. I'll read you guys my text Um, in the vermont group chat (laughs) after uh, the weekend wrapped up so this is of course uh an event with slam t1d again at type 1 diabetes charities for keep that in mind for contextless text but we got back off the plane back home here um to the mlw home base everyone else had gone their separate ways and i sent a text i said in the group chat with everybody who traveled i said thanks for all your hard work guys great weekend and then i said side note trey and jimmy you guys are dogs we love you and i said another side note this weekend I learned I will not be having four kids. Maybe two to three at most. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a hotel room with Landon, Carson, Dallas, and Blade. and uh, yeah, that's, man, a, that's a young group. Mothers of four, God bless you. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's a young. <laughs> they spark. were actually really good, but it is a lot. Like I felt a lot of responsibility because I was talking to Mrs. Yurgaitis uh prior to the trip. And you know, Landon and Carson are younger, so I did feel like a bit of a parent on the road and definitely supervisor, and I felt weird like they kept trying to like leave the room to go hang out with Sailor. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa where are you guys going? Like, Don't just be disappearing on me. We're halfway across the country <laughs> yeah, here. And yeah, your parents yeah. aren't here. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, definitely felt like a father this weekend. But a lot of fun. What was your original question, Jack? I don't even know. We've been driving and traveling a lot. The Allen family. I have
1: no idea. I, just, I think first. I just interrupted you. Oh, we were talking merch. And then we were talking... you know logos and then i i I knew i wanted to talk about that i forgot about it but uh what better time to bring it up than at the very end of the episode anyway for for all the real ones that are still yeah it's always
0: tricky because like i want to go into so much detail but i also want you guys to see the content that was filmed while we were out there so this will be i'm sure we'll we'll talk
1: about it yeah when, when the video comes out
0: i will say this though about the event just real quick uh it was awesome being there and supporting slam t1d and just We don't do enough charity work quite yet. I would love to do more, but for now, um, this is the only one we're involved in, and uh, in the future, hopefully that grows. But being there and just seeing those affected by type 1 diabetes and having Jimmy and Trey there with us who are also affected by that disorder and disease, um, it just felt great to be able to support that cause and to show them support because, of course, you know we're wrapped up in our series and whatnot, and it's hard, and you easily forget that Trey and Jimmy are fighting that fight every single day of their lives, so... Um, really directly supporting that and being intentional about it this weekend was was pretty special. So for those who were there, I think they could agree that uh, just the ceremonies that were put on by the charity were pretty cool, and uh, it was t- it was touching. It was touching for sure. So great weekend, awesome. and we'll talk about it soon. And uh, I guess that kind of wraps this one up, guys. I appreciate you fellas coming on virtually. I had yeah. Jack stay home because of the possible technical difficulties again but hopefully next week fingers crossed we're back on track Oh, next week's new york and we're not flying home till monday so i don't know jack will have to figure that one out too <laughs> Road pod. we're about two to three weeks away from like normal pods again which is good yeah cool. but we're getting there done but warda thanks for coming on again boss back to back i appreciate it yeah thanks
2: thanks for having me on man love coming Stepping on up for
0: yeah. we would love we would love to have ryan or rudy on of course but they were unavailable so war steps up to the plate like he always does and uh Thank you. showed the Thank boys you. some love so we appreciate it but yeah that about wraps this one up so without further ado carson your guidance does not know the definition of the word parched and we will see you all next week <laughs>